Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on guys? Welcome back to Dime Dropper Playoff Recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast. We are so close to 3,000 subscribers, so please hit that subscribe button. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. So... Tonight's episode, I'm going to briefly talk about the Jazz Grizzlies at the end, as well as a little bit of that Knicks-Hawks. I didn't get to see too much of it. And a little bit of Sixers-Wizards. But we will mainly be talking about the huge, resilient victory. When I counted them out and everybody was counting us out, except for a couple people. Some people weren't. But I was counting us out because, you know, the PTSD in me. And it's better to count us out because whenever I do, it seems sometimes there's a twist in the tail. So, Clipper fans, if you get really, really, really frustrated when we lose like me, just expect us to lose because it's way more. In my mind, we've already lost in the first round. Like, we lost to the Mavs in the first round. You know, Luka is better than Kawhi and Paul now. But in reality... We got a big dub tonight, and it's time to unpack all of that. What a huge victory for my Clips. Staying alive in Dallas in front of a raucous crowd, nearly a sellout, 118-108 to 108 to gain, to make it a series again. But in the beginning of the game, it looked like we were starting a fucking clown convention out there doing the same old garbage all over again. There was an adjustment of the starting lineup. One of the ones that I suggested in my last live, which was to go with the starting lineup that we had for the majority of the season. And that was Reggie Jackson starting at the point guard. And I, I don't I didn't mind that when I saw that from Ty. The only thing is we continuously wanted to let Ivica Zubots switch on to Luca on an island. How many times did we talk about that? Is Ty Lu dumb? I mean what's good with our coaching staff? I understand the strategy was to limit the others, which we did for the most part. But to start the game, I just don't like that Zoo Luca switch. He gets it every time. I would rather have him go make a play, honestly. Just with, like, screw that switch. Because he scored the first eight points. On him. One of them, I think, was a mid-range, and then two of the classic Lucas step-back threes from the top. Eight-nothing, and then we come back from the timeout, and we continue to get blitzed. We look rattled. Kawhi looked like Kawit. I even tweeted out. He was like, he's looking like Kawit right now. He is not guarding Luka. Paul George is guarding Luka, but he's, they're switching easily. It was back to that bullshit that we saw in the first two games. And they were firing on all cylinders. Tim Hardaway Jr. splashing from three. Maxi Kleba. But it was really the Luka show. Even Porzingis didn't open that, his only three of the game in that first quarter. It was an avalanche. But who turns the game around? 
Rajon Rondo, and Terrence Mann. They come into the game, and they bring communication on defense. In Terrence Mann's case, he brings great defense on the ball, length. He's going to go up for the rebounds. He's just going to be active. He's hungry. The hungriest player on our team is Terrence Mann. And you can see it in his body language. You can see it in the way he throws himself around. He is always in attack mode. He doesn't take a second off. And I don't know why it took Ty so long to realize this. He's a champion, Ty Lue, as a coach and as a player. He should realize it before a fan like me. That Terrence Mann, who I've been saying since the regular season, as you guys know, should be in our playoff rotation over Reggie. And even, I don't know if I said over a Beverly, but after the injury, I probably said something along those lines at some point. But... He needs to be in the game. He attacks the basket. He rebounds. He plays defense. He's actually willing to fight through a freaking screen. And that's another thing. We did... It's kind of weird because in game one, we fought through no screens, really. Game two, we did a little bit more, but not nearly enough. And then tonight, I thought we did a little bit more, but still not enough. But I thought that it was better tonight. Um, I like Terrence, though. He was getting over those things. And I do think that our, some of the guys did a little bit of a better job on Luka switching as the game went on but mainly what it was was Paul George and Kawhi Leonard as the game went on but since the jump honestly Paul George took the responsibility of guarding Luka from the beginning of the game and he was in attack mode going to the basket going straight into guys chests going up strong not like a I hate to say it but not like a bitch the way I've seen him go up in so many occasions in various playoffs like 2019 and in the regular season you know, in various portions and in the bubble. He was going up strong. He, you know, it was just phenomenal to see. And then he was dipping into his bag. They were hand-checking the shit out of him, and he was doing that step back. How do guys combat the hand-check? Well, mid-range games. You can stop on a dime and pull. When that when they're cutting off your drives, that is how you beat the hand-checks. That is why the 80s and the 90s players, that's how they got through it. That's why the mid-range game was so important. And when Paul George is playing with that kind of confidence, because he can do that. He can do that. We all know it. Everyone in the world knows it. That confidence that he had tonight. And let's be honest, guys. Let's stop the slander. Paul George, I don't like him yet still. Let's see how this series ends. I still don't like Kawhi and Paul like that. I'm freaking being dead serious. But Paul, he is having his best playoffs since probably Indiana. Actually, for sure, Indiana. He is playing great right now. He's silencing the critics. He came to play. He was, I honestly, and here's my thing about Kawhi, man. He was eating, like, I love his shots, the mid-range. You know, I loved how he was being aggressive. Maxi Kleba could not guard him. I love how he was trying to go to the basket, and he did. And he was very efficient. And he was hitting his threes and taking good shots and overall making very good decisions. But Kawhi is just so overrated on defense, man. He's living on reputation. He had some great moments of some help defense. He barely guarded Luka. In the first half, he virtually guarded him like one possession and he picked up a foul. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, the reputation this guy has. You know what I'm saying? It's He's been living off reputation for like five years on the defensive end. He's still a great defender, don't get me wrong. But what difference does it make if you're not actually guarding the elite to the elite? Okay, I know the counter argument. If you want him guarding the elite to the elite, he's not going 13 to 17 and dropping 36 points. Dude, our season, we're one and two. You feel me? Like, we're one and two. It's not like this formula's worked. And uh, he does a great job when he's on it. But I'm not complaining about Kawhi's performance. I'm just trying to keep it objective here and let y'all know that the defense is over-exaggerated, for sure. Paul George, though, tonight, I criticized his defense the other night. He was better. He guarded Luka the majority of the game. 
I'd say more than any, not the majority of the game, but more than anybody else as our primary defender. Um, but I thought that their offense carried us in that first half. Really carried us. I thought that Rondo and Terrence were good, but they didn't score too much. Um, I thought that Reggie was a little frustrating in that first half. And then he took some ill-advised shots. He took 10 threes out of the 12 shots that he took total. So you know how I'm not too in favor of that. However, I do like catch-and-shoot Reggie more than any other Reggie when he's trying to dance around. And that's what we got tonight. And I think that's why he was pretty good. But in the first half, I thought he was a little overzealous at times. Um... But yeah, we saw a lot more small ball. Ivica Zubac only played 11 minutes. And I forgot to mention that Ibaka, you know, that was a very tough blow that uh, our marquee signing of the offseason uh, didn't, didn't get to play. You know, we lost him at the worst time. But here's what I will say. Another thing we talked about in the lives was Patrick Beverly's minutes need to be cut. Maybe altogether. He got six minutes. And honestly, I liked him in his six minutes. He had a bucket. Uh, he got a little... I thought he, him getting a little chippy was a little unnecessary at the time, but hey, it was fine. We ended up winning, and I think Luca got a technical out of it, if I'm not mistaken. So if he did, that's good. Um, I feel like he did something else that I, I liked, but I can't really remember. Maybe it was just one solid defensive play. But I thought that we were more in sync defensively. We didn't have as many breakdowns. Um, but in the first half, we were still pretty poor with the unnecessary switching. Still some some Luca on Reggie. And still a lot of Luca on Zoo. And honestly, we may not need to we may need to chill out with the Luca and Senior switch as well. I think Senior is just very slow footed uh, against certain guys. Honestly, just maybe I just don't think he's that great laterally. Um, he's a he's a worse defender than I thought he was when he came here. I just remember that 2018 uh, some of the games against LeBron, and he did a really good job. But yeah, he, I don't know. Maybe he's not the same like that anymore on the defensive end. Uh, and he was having a bad first half, too. He, again, like, he was missing. We had a chance to take the lead in the first half after we came back because we came back because, you know, this was the game, especially when Luca was out, we really took advantage of those minutes. Um, yeah, we really took advantage of those minutes with the small ball because, you know, other than Jalen Brunson, they were kind of struggling to create shots. And poor Zingus, dude. If that's the evolution of basketball, that's this unicorn you guys want to talk about, bro, he is buns. He can't take advantage of a 6-8. Bro, Rondo's getting switched onto him and he's not even going to the post. He's like just so, he can't even back anybody down. You know what I'm saying? He's not aggressive off the ball. He has no hunger, dude. He's a freaking, I'm telling you, he's no unicorn. He's one of those horses you see on the, on the way to the, in the Central Valley of California in the middle of fucking nowhere. You look on the side of the road, ah, oh, it's a horse. That's Porzingis. He's weak. He is weak, bro. Like, he is not a second option for Luka to win a championship going forward. He's a third option. Tim Hardaway Jr. has outplayed him this series. And on defense, he's not even that nice. Like, he is not making that much of a presence. We're kind of targeting him on switches, bro. Paul George is going at him. Paul George has just been phenomenal, man. But anyway, we go into the half after winning the second quarter, 32-27. We up 63-61. And... Third quarter, it was a little back and forth. I thought Kawhi made some big shots to start it, honestly. And I thought that Reggie, one thing about him is he's not going to hesitate. You know, he's going to keep shooting the damn basketball. And I thought he made a, a big three when we were going a little cold. But Luca was starting to hunt out those switches again, man. And we took Zoo off the court fairly quickly. That's one thing I liked is that like three minutes into the second half, I think, uh, Zubats got taken out. 
So I like that adjustment from Ty. I thought he was better with his rotations more than anything, but I still didn't love the way we switched a little e easily. That's my one thing going into the next game. Like, we need... Because when Kawhi and, and Paul were guarding Luka, they did such a better job. Like, such a solid job. And it's it's mental, too, with Luka. I think that he's a little more intimidated by them as defenders. Even Batum, who I thought was, you know, I said he should be able to guard Luka. Man, I honestly am fine with it going forward, but... Luca is much more confident. Like, if he starts working him again, I think we should chill with that. But I thought in the second half we did a good job of doubling when Reggie did get switched on to Luca, and Luca made some very careless errors. Um, I was trying to see when we took Ivica Zubats out. I guess, I guess, I don't actually, I think we didn't even, uh, we didn't start with Zoo, I believe, in that third quarter. I think we started with Batum. And I think that was a good adjustment by Ty. But, again, Terrence Mann and Rondo, when they came in, I just thought that they really just give us the right stuff, man. Rondo just had so much control of the game. He was hearing the boo birds from the crowd. Uh, and I thought that the Clipper defense in the second half was, I liked the way we were giving Lucas some tough buckets. But for the most part, we were staying home on the shooters. And we were staying home at Tim Hardaway Jr. And the Mavs took some really bad shots. Like Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr., they took some tough shots. Tim Hardaway Jr. was 4 of 14. He was 4 of 6 from 3. 0 of 8 from 2. 12 points. Just shows you how, what he's practicing. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, 3 of 10. 0 of 3 from 3. 6 points. And I, I love to see that. I love to see that. Um, Jalen Brunson, though. Man. Hit some big shots. Uh, hit some very big shots. But there was a moment in that third quarter where... The Mavs were starting to hit shots, and we were, uh, you know, we were help, we were helping off of Lucas, trying to get the ball out of Lucas' hands for a second, and he was finding some guys. And Marcus Morris Senior had a bad closeout, and I believe Reggie Jackson had a bad closeout. Maxi Kleba just walked by him uh, to make a mid-range. It was very ridiculous. And then we put the reinforcements in. And I was I was saying I was saying that we need to bring in um it was 84-81 after Max Kleba made that mid-range. And I was saying, yeah, we need to get Terrence and Rondo in now. Reggie and, and Mook gotta gotta take a seat. And that's exactly what Ty did. So I love when, you know, I call something out in the game and um it happens. It actually happens. So yeah, that 84-81. Terrence man into the game for Reggie, Rondo entered the game for Marcus Morris Sr. And then Kawhi came back and hit a jumper. So you've just got to love that. Terrence Mann also with the ability to, in the second half, was starting to get more confident. He was guarding Luka and even got a block on him. That was just fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, he was just so good. I just love his energy. He really, he really, really wants this. And... Kawhi and Paul, like, this the array of shots that we're making. Kawhi's mid-range tonight. I mean, he only shot five threes, and I love that. And he was three of five from three, 13 of 17 from the field. And one thing I love, they both got to the line. Not an absurd amount, but they made all their free throws. We were 17 of 18 from the line. The only one was Rondo, who missed one. Boo-hoo. That's fantastic. You know what I'm saying? Our three-point shooting was finally a little more normal. 13 of 31. And the real deal-breaker in that fourth quarter was and by the way, Rondo started guarding Luca and he started doing a good job. 
And that just all comes down to IQ, angles, getting a little physical, being a little crafty, communicating. You know, it wasn't like he had no help. You know, Kawhi, Batum, there were various guys, even Terrence Mann at times, with really solid help. And even Avicii Zubats had some nice offensive rebounds in the second half when he played. But I like how we kept the rotation short. Mostly Batum, Rondo, and Mann off the bench. Um, Batum had 27 minutes, Rondo 26 minutes, Terrence 19, Reggie Jackson getting 34 is a little much for me, I would much rather have Rondo get 32 and Reggie like 30, but we won so I can't complain, but Paul George and, and Kawhi, and especially in that fourth quarter, like Kawhi was going one on one and he actually wasn't choking, he was making his threes and he was taking good ones, he was going at Maxi Kleba and he was getting some, you know, they gave us some friendly calls, I'm not going to lie, but the main reason why we got the dub in the end was Marcus Morris Senior for three in the left corner. Double teams coming to Kawhi's side. Reggie making the extra pass. Guys like Kawhi driving and kicking. Senior making threes that we've seen him make all season long. And when that's happening, we're a different ball club. And that was has was that's what hasn't been happening for us so far. And Marcus Morris Sr. hitting those corner threes could be what gets him his confidence back. And now, ladies and gents, and by the way, let's talk about the fact that we can go small. And Chris taps for Zingus, the unicorn. Can't post up anybody. Evolution, though. Evo-fucking-lution. Dude, he is literally 99-cent store Ralph Sampson, this guy. No, nah, that's, that's honestly insulting to Ralph Sampson, bro. Oh, my God. He is... Weak, bro. Luca, though. Weak. Okay. Again, I need to pre- 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 before I sound ignorant and, and mean. Weak for NBA player standards and what he is supposed to be with the with the body that he has and the skill that he has and shows at times. Not you know he's an amazing basketball player, but he's weak. And Luca was Luca choked itch tonight. In that fourth quarter, pulling some clipper, uh, some clipper tendencies, missing free throws and turning the ball over. Very ill-advised turnovers. One on a Reggie Jackson double team, and another one. He had a line drive, nobody in front of him coming off a screen, and he just like threw the ball behind, out of bounds to like a corner shooter. What's good with that? And Kawhi started guarding him more in that fourth, just getting over a screen, and Reggie was just hedging or showing recovering. And Paul George was coming, stepping up as uh, when he was rotating, pre-rotating. Rocket science! Like, come on, this is what we need to be doing more. And I just love that. Kawhi took a little more responsibility. I saw him like, no, I'm switching on a Luka. There were times where they were setting a screen who Kawhi was guarding and Kawhi wouldn't switch. And we were switching everything and Kawhi's not switching on to our best player. I'm like, what is this shit? But big plays were made at the end. Playoff Rondo was in full effect. Sticking it to those... Dallas motherfuckers. And those fans booing him for that 2015 debacle. But we didn't have a 2011 Lakers debacle because we got that W tonight. A fantastic, resilient win for the boys. And I couldn't be more proud. But this is how they reel you in. You know, they make you believe again. And you think that the series is going to change. We're going down 3-1. You know what I'm saying? It's just a good win. But we're probably going down 3-1. So... Hey, 
I'm just kidding. We'll see. I have to prepare myself for that we're going down 3-1. I think the most likely scenario is that we're going down 3-1 because I don't think Luka's losing two games at home. But, I don't know, that shoulder felt a little sore. So, you never know. And, hey, the confidence has changed. If Paul George and Kawhi can continue to play like this and Marcus Moore Sr. is back, you never know. And here's the thing. Game 5 at the Staples Center. I'll be going. By the way, check out my vlog for Game 2. It's up right now. Um, uh, it's up. By the way, you asked me if I have no faith in my team. Can you blame me? <laughs> that's just... No, no one needs to tell me to have faith. And if I do have faith, if you really start believing, that's when you get crushed again, my friends. So, And if you don't take losses, fine. You can believe. That's cool. That's not me, man. I really get like emotional and mad and... I don't know. I, I care so much, even though I'm trying to care less. So you know, we'll see. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. We've already lost this series. That's the funny part. We lost. We lost two games at home. We're not mentally tough to win this series. But you never know. You never know. Game four. Anyway. Um. But yeah. So I'm gonna be at game five. Um. Game five was gonna be hopefully better atmosphere than games one and two. We're gonna get that place louder. Uh. But hey. Don't let us win game four, though. I'm going to just tell you that right now. Do not let us win game four. Because when we, if we return to the Staples Center, 2-2, two, two, we are going to be getting lit in that bitch. And that, hopefully, will happen. But we got game four coming up, and it's going to be a good one. Uh, let's read the lines. Kawhi. 36 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and 2 blocks. 13 of 17 from the field, as I said earlier, and 3 of 5 from 3. How great has he been in this series, let's be honest. Besides the fact, besides the de defense, he's been okay, but his offense has just been spectacular. Marcus Morris Sr., much better. 15 points, 6 of 9, 3 of 5 from 3. Much better. Zoo, only 2 points, 11 minutes. Reggie? 16 points, 6 of 12 from the field, 4 of 10 from 3, so I'll take that. 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 of 10 from 3, 40%, fine. Paul George, 29 points, 11 of 18 from the field. It's good that he can hit some threes tonight. He had some beautiful shots tonight. 2 of 6 from 3 and 5 of 5 from the line. He also had 7 rebounds and 4 assists. Batum, 8 points, 6 boards, 27 minutes played, 3 of 5 from the field. Rondo, Six points, four rebounds, eight assists, two of seven, one of two from three, including one of the one came in the fourth quarter. Big shot to put us up 92-86. And he was plus 22, the highest of any clipper. Playoff Rondo, baby. Terrence, four points. That will never tell you his impact. Six rebounds, two blocks, two assists, one of three, plus 18. He was phenomenal. Luca, 44 points. Here's my thing about Luka, though. Very, very misleading stats, in my opinion. 44 points, 9 rebounds, none of which I noticed. I never was like, oh, good rebound, Luka. Like, there was some good offensive rebounds from, like, Tim Hardaway Jr., Willie Clay Stein. Uh, I don't remember many from Luka. 9 assists. Legit. 44 points, though. And In the fourth, though, he choked. I don't care what anyone says. We watched the game. He choked in the fourth. Uh... 15 of 28 from the field. 7 of 13 from 3. A lot of those coming with Vitsia Zubat switched on to him and him dancing at the 3-point line. But here's where he choked. 
7 of 13 from the line. You know, his favorite player is LeBron, and he has a lot of similarities to him. He's extremely ball dominant. He holds the ball a lot. He make, uh, A lot of guys just become catching shooters. He does nothing without the ball. LeBron's honestly, this LeBron is better without the ball, but in the past, he was like this. Stand around uh, when he doesn't have the ball, and he's suspect from the line, but he's so damn hard to stop just running high pick and rolls, and just, he he's on ball decision-making is one, like, top-notch. Top notch. But it's funny how he's like, that's his favorite player. He has a lot of similar tendencies to me. Um, he's just more savvy. LeBron's more athletic and strong. But that's the dub. But let's look at let's look at that soft Porzingis. Three of ten, one of four from three, nine points. How ridiculous. Maxi Kleber, though, had a solid game. 14 points, five of nine, and four of seven from three. Jalen Brunson, 14 points on five of eight and four of six from three. So big win for us. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Wizards Sixers game and Bradley Beal was hooping man. He has really been balling, but Westbrook before he got injured He's just playing weak like you just can't score on these guys doesn't seem like And Embiid is just playing so well, like I just love the way he's been playing lately um, He's just making the right passes out of double teams. He's being aggressive. He's taking the right shots He's just getting in the right position and posting up in the right spots. And Ben Simmons was really good in that last game, too. And, you know, Seth Curry, Danny Green, like, they have a really good squad. They have a really good squad. Um, this Wizards team, you know, they can put on the points, but Russell Westbrook is 2 of 10, like 10 points, 6 rebounds, 11 assists. Like, I don't, that's just not good enough, 10 points. It's not going to get it done. Nobody besides Beal scoring 15, more than 11 points. So they, tomorrow is a huge game for the Wiz. They got to win or else their season is, season is done. I mean, I think their season's done. Westbrook's sustaining a little injury again. I feel like they just made it all out to get to the playoffs. It was a weird season for them, but Scott Brooks has to go this summer. They got to look to build a better supporting cast around those two guys. But Joel Embiid, he is playing as well as like anyone in the in the league right now. Like just the way he's been playing this whole season. Twenty. I know he only had twenty two points, man. But like in twenty six minutes, he was plus nineteen. They handled them like. He was so good. Ben Simmons, 22 points, 11 of 15. So, Sixers, man. Glenn Rivers, got to give it to him. He's doing a better job than Ty right now. Uh, that pains me to say, but uh, I didn't watch. I watched a little bit of the Jazz. Man, that boy, John Morant, huh? What a talent. Just the way he moves, his hang time in the air, spectacular. Um, but Donovan made a huge difference. And he got Don, uh, Dylan Brooks in foul trouble early. And he just, 25 points for him, 8 of 19, 5 of 10 from 3. He got that, you know, in-between game, that floater game. He does so much for their team. Mike Conley had 20 points and 15 assists. 8 of 16, he was phenomenal. And, and Rudy Gobich has just been f fantastic, I think, so far. He had 4 blocks, 21 and 13 on 9 of 11. Really rolling to the basket well. And Bogdanovich has been fantastic as of the third quarter of Game 1. He had 18 points in Game 2. Royce O'Neal, 14. Every single Jazz starter at 14 or more. Jingles had 14, and he didn't even miss a shot. 4 of 4, 3 of 3 from 3, and 3 of 3 from the line. And Jordan Clarkson had 16 points, 4 of 11. So all around a very good performance from the Jazz offensively. 129 points is a lot, though. Dylan Brooks had 23 points, 10 of 14. He's been having an amazing series. Um, but the Grizzlies got what they came for. It's 1-1. However, I think the Jazz, they're back. Uh, I think that the Grizzlies can easily win a game. I think they'll probably win a game in Memphis. I think they'll go Jazz in six, though, no problems. Uh, now that Donovan's back, I think it's a whole different ballgame. And Bogdanovich is starting to find his groove. 
I still didn't watch Denver Portland. My apologies, guys. Um, and I probably won't be giving analysis on that game uh, because I, I told you I am going out of town for a couple of days, so I'm not gonna have lives this weekend. Uh, maybe I'll go Instagram live if after game four. But if we lose game four, like we go down three one, like I don't know. I'll just probably tweet. Like I don't think there's much reason for me to make a live. Like if I can't make one, you know what I'm saying. If I was at home, I would make one. Um, if we tie the series though, I'm gonna be lit. So I'm definitely making the live. You feel? Not not like going live, but like an Instagram live. Um, but let's finish off with, by the way, Celtics and Nets. I had some boys going to the game tonight. Man, electric. It's selling in the TD Garden. And the next game is going to have 17,000. That's going to be amazing. The boos for Kyrie were great. Loudest can be and well-deserved as well. Um, I didn't get to watch too much of it. I watched the first quarter, and, and James Harden was absolutely mixing. And because they can't help off of anybody, because Joe Harris is Splash Mountain, and Kevin Durant is Splash Mountain as well. James Harden was getting to the rim. Um, but Tatum, he responded. And he responded all game. And he's been incredible these last couple of months. And another 50-point performance, this time coming in the playoffs against an elite team. He's just incredible. Um, but I also thought that, you know, Evan Fournier was really good. 17 points, 6 of 12, 4 of 7 from 3. Marcus Smart, 8 of 11, 5 of 8 from 3. And he was guarding... You know, taking a lot of tough defensive responsibilities. Kyrie Irving was quiet, and and he wasn't trying to get involved at all in the beginning. And that ending of the first quarter is really what changed the game for the Celtics. They they bounced back from that timeout, which I think Brad took too long to call. They were down 19-4. And they came back, and Jason Tatum just started getting in his bag, one-on-one, -on -one, all three levels, getting to the rim, three-pointers, step backs. And against Kevin Durant, too, like no slouch on defense. He's doing this against KD. And... Jason Tatum, man, he is untouchable with his confidence. And I'll tell you this right now. I told you guys, uh, I've been saying it since his rookie year. I'm, I'm a big fan of Tatum. I think he's going to average 30 points uh, at some point of his career. And he's just a special, special talent that I've been able to see. And I lived in Massachusetts for the first three years of his career. So got to watch so much of him and see him live twice. And special talent, man, special talent. Right, he's got the right mentality, too. Sometimes he can fall into the trap like any modern star. He can be a little lazy, complacent. You know, he's young. He's figuring things out. It's been a tough year for him. But when the going gets tough, he's not afraid of the moment. And he is stepping it up. Somebody else who I thought was phenomenal, Tristan Thompson. Hungry on the glass. And that's the big weakness with this Nets team. Soft. Blake at the five. They have holes. They're not physical. They're small. And they, don't, they all take turns. This is, only, this is a real thing. And there's only one ball. Because they don't play cohesively. They don't like... I don't see too much off the ball movement. Kevin Durant is good off the ball. He's just a smart player. And he's so efficient with his movements, man. I can see how he likes Jordan a lot. And he has similarities in, the, in how effortlessly he scores sometimes. And he can load up on him all you want. But what he's in those mid-post areas, forget about it. Forget about it. And that's what he needs to do. Stop settling late in games and standing at the perimeter where they can load up on you easier and settling for those threes. I know he can hit them, but those mid-ranges, one dribble, two dribble, those are unguardable. You can bring that double. Don't matter. Not when you're seven feet, too. Uh, but, yeah, I thought that it was awesome seeing the Celtics fans. And Kyrie was weak. Kyrie was real weak. And Tristan Thompson, though, was so hungry on the glass, man. you got to love that. Championship energy. Uh 19 points, 13 boards for him, 8 of 13. Kemba Walker, though, I mean, they got to get rid of him this summer. And I really like Kemba, but three bad games. Six points, 3 of 14, 0 of 7 from 3. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, Romeo Langford, though, made some big threes in that first quarter, and he offered some good defense. Plus 21, the highest of any Celtic in his 27 minutes. He had six points, and he was 2 of 7, and I've been telling some Celtics fans, I think he's going to be a really key part of that rotation next year. But huge win for Boston. I said Nets at 5. You guys heard my predictions. I said Nets at 5, and I still stand by that pick. Uh, KD has a 39-point game spoiled. 39-9 rebounds and 4 steals, too. 13 of 24 from the field and 4 of 9 from 3. But I see a very uncharacteristic stat. 9 of 12 from the line. 75% for Mr. K. Dizzle. Ain't nothing good about that. Kyrie Irving, 6 of 17 in his return to Boston. Gotta love that. 2 of 6 from 3, 16 points. James, plumber Jim Harden, not looking like a plumber tonight. 41 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, 11 of 18 from the field, and 7 of 12 from 3. But here's my thing about the Nets, man. They just don't move the ball like that to me. Like, when they have a lot of assists, you know, it all comes from, like, dribble. Everybody isos, then they dribble penetration, then they move the ball. There's no off. It's not fluid. It's not like the Warriors. The Warriors, everybody can be eating, and it's all synchronized because they're all moving off the ball. They're moving the ball. Everyone's touching that thing. Nets, it's like a pickup game. Everybody's like, oh, it's your turn, Kyrie. Now it's time for you to do your dance. Like, oh, it's time for Harden to do tween, step back, tween, cross. Like, oh, KD, it's your turn to post up now, and I'm just going to sit here and watch you. Like, nah, that shit is fucking weak, bro. If the Lakers make it to the finals, I think they could beat the shit out of them, honestly. Not actually beat them by a lot, but, like, beat them because – Cupcake's off, man. If Hey, never mind, actually, because the Bucks are taking him down next round. Hashtag fear the deer. Uh, anything else? Well, how many minutes we got here? 33? Jesus. Uh, I, gotta, I, gotta, I should make it lengthy, though, uh, because I'm not going to be here the weekend. So last recap of the weekend. And I will be going live. I see you live subscribers. I see the attendance, 72 people. Um, <laughs> 72 people. I will give you guys your, your time tonight. Um... Let's see. Anything else? I did watch a little bit of that Knicks game. Julius Randle is so caught up in the moment. He doesn't know how to handle a double team. He posts up at way too far from the basket. He's He bring, brings it up too much. He's not smart at all. He needs to go watch some Willis Reed footage and figure out where to get the ball and fight a little harder. They may try a little harder in this era to dislodge you from those spots because they're closer to the basket. But shit, get a little physical, buddy. Come on. This is the playoffs. And the Hawks right now are rolling all over them. And Trey Young is making me look the fool because I thought the physicality would get to him. But I didn't see the Knicks schemes. I just know their offense isn't there. Their best player is not doing the job. And I think that the Hawks' weapons is letting, are letting Trey Young get more space to operate. And the Knicks, they don't have those same weapons. And maybe I underestimated the uh, effect, the Julius Randle effect in the playoffs because I had Knicks in seven. And they still could be that. But if that Hawks win that game four, it's a wrap. In six, maybe even five. Uh, that's it for me, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Apple Podcast and Spotify version. Great night for me. Chelsea Champions League final tomorrow, man. First time in nine years. I cannot fucking wait. I'm definitely going to do something on that because, I mean, it's my favorite team in the Champions League final. And, guys, if you guys don't know, like, I watch. I try to, at least. This season's been a little tougher for me with uh, no fans and, you know, uh, doing Dime Dropper and being so into the basketball scene. And I told you guys I'm toning that down next season uh, unless the Clippers somehow win this championship or get to the conference finals. But uh, I really love soccer, and I, I do watch all the Chelsea games for the most part. I watch every Champions League game, all the league games. Like I know my like that's besides the Clippers, that's the only other sports team I watch every game. Uh, I try to you know follow their every game. Um, so I'm pumped for tomorrow, pumped. But anyway, that's it for me tonight, guys. Come on, Chelsea, uh, go Clips. Uh, let's get it. Let's tie this series, and check out my video, my vlog.
Peace.